Ich This is the house of God and the gate of heaven, and it shall be called the gate of heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <coughs> Dear faithful, today we celebrate the 146th anniversary of the dedication of the Cathedral of the Holy Name, Mother Church of this Archdiocese of Chicago, built after the original cathedral was destroyed in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Holy Mother Church has always commemorated the feasts of the dedication of the sacred edifices in which the supernatural action of God in man's life takes place in the liturgy and in the conferral of the sacraments. Earlier this month, we celebrated the feasts of the dedication of the Archbasilica of the Holy Savior in Rome, which we call St. John Lateran, which is the mother church, the cathedral church of Rome, and the mother church, therefore, of all other Catholic churches in Christendom. And therefore, each diocese celebrates the consecration of the dedication day of its own cathedral, which is the mother church of all the other churches in that diocese. These temples are made in the image of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem, the dwelling place of God among his chosen people, and Holy Mother Church, and by extension, all of the Catholic sanctuaries throughout the entire world are foreshadowed by the temple, which King Solomon built to house the Ark of the Covenant and to provide a place of sacrifice and adoration for God. After its completion, Solomon presided over the dedication of the temple with many prayers and holocausts. And at the end of his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the holocaust, and we read that neither could the priests enter into the temple of the Lord, because the majesty of the Lord had filled the temple. God was pleased by the construction of this beautiful and magnificent temple to honor and to the honor and glory of his holy name and rewarded the children of Israel by his special presence in a mysterious and powerful manner. Today's liturgy takes the text from the introit from the book of Genesis. It recounts the words that the patriarch Jacob, the father of the twelve tribes of Israel, uttered after his vision of the ladder extending from heaven to earth with the angels of God ascending and descending on him. How terrible is this place, he said. There is no other but the house of God and the gate of heaven. Arising in the morning, continues the sacred author, Jacob took the stone which he had laid under his head and set it up for a title, pouring oil on top of it. Jacob set up the stone as a memorial to this place, which he called Bethel, and which became one of the most important sites of Jewish pilgrimage and worship in the Old Testament. Terrible is this place. No, this is not referring to Chicago in the winter, but rather to the awe-inspiring presence of the divinity revealed to the patriarch Jacob at Bethel in his visions, filling the temple of Solomon with its majesty, both of these foreshadowing their fulfillment, which is the wondrous presence of Christ in the oratories, chapels, parish churches, cathedrals, shrines, and sanctuaries throughout the Catholic world. The angels climbing up and down the ladder in Jacob's vision not only represent the priest who goes up to the altar of sacrifice to acquire the spiritual treasures, which he will then bring back down in order to transmit them to the Christian faithful, but also remind us of the presence of the angelic hosts at every Mass, in constant adoration of God's divine presence in each of his holy temples. And is it not fitting that these temples should be places of great beauty and awe-inspiring architecture? Almighty God is the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sanctifier of all. All that has been made by Him has been made by Him and is for Him. It is only just that we employ the best and most noble designs, materials, and labor in construction of these sanctuaries. 
That is why the poor Polish Catholics who built the Basilica of St. Josephat in Milwaukee took out second mortgages on their home to raise money, why the women dug the foundations of that church during the day, and why the men would work for work at night for four or more hours after having already worked a full 10-hour workday at their normal occupation. They did all this to build that beautiful sanctuary. That is why the German Catholics who built what is now St. Francis de Sales Oratory in St. Louis, a beautiful church, nearly bankrupted themselves in order to erect a church in which the exquisite stained glass windows and the majestic high altar rival any other in our country. And that is why we are building, of course, a magnificent Roman-style basilica shrine for Christ our infant King. In each Catholic church, the sacred mystery of our redemption is renewed at Holy Mass, and the infinite merits of our Lord's death upon the cross are applied to our souls in the holy sacraments of baptism, confirmation, penance, the holy Eucharist, holy matrimony, holy orders. The beauty of the building should raise our minds to the divine action being accomplished before our very eyes. But if such is the visible and material beauty of the temples in which God dwells among men, what must be that invisible and spiritual but ever so real beauty of the soul in which the most holy trinity dwells through grace? That is the reason that our churches are so beautifully built, to provide a worthy setting for the wondrous divine action in our souls, the restoration and the increase of sanctifying grace, a participation in God's own life. In his spiritual classic, The Glories of Divine Grace, Father Matthias Schieben quotes St. Augustine, who says, When human nature, distinguished from all others, is cleansed from injustice, it is changed from hideousness to beauty. Father Schieben continues, Whoever wishes to imagine the beauty of a soul having grace must have seen the infinite beauty of God, that beauty which the angels long to see, that beauty which contains all created beauty in itself, that beauty which is the pattern, the measure, and the unattainable ideal of all that man considers splendid, of all the beauty that God can create. Moreover, through grace our soul becomes a temple, the true throne of the Holy Ghost and of the Holy Trinity, of which the temple and the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem were only a type or a foreshadowing. But if that temple of stone was by command of God decorated so splendidly that it was rightly reckoned among the wonders of the world, what will God not offer to decorate this living temple as befits his majesty? This is none other than the house of God and the gate of heaven, said Jacob, and the same can be said of our souls, vivified supernaturally by sanctifying grace. This is none other than the house of God. Dear faithful, do we realize this hidden mystery in our soul, and cherish and guard it above all? Are we willing to sacrifice everything, even our life, to preserve this divine beauty that dwells within us? Do we seek to increase this grace by our cooperation with it? Do we do our best to adorn our soul with the stained glass windows of the virtues, with the magnificent altars of devotion and sacrifice of our own will, and with the pillars of the knowledge of our faith, and with the organ of continual praise and un incense of unceasing prayer. God himself takes a great delight in the soul in the state of sanctifying grace, a greater delight than in any other created being. He cries out in the Canticle of Canticles, How beautiful thou art, my love, how beautiful art thou. I would like to leave you with this quote from the angelic doctor, our patron, St. Thomas Aquinas. St. Thomas was not one to exaggerate. He is the doctor of being, of reality, of what is. He explains theology very profoundly, but very soberly. And so when he uses an expressive declaration, it is because he is in dead earnest and not employing hyperbole for rhetorical effect. 
What does he say? He says, The good of grace of one soul is greater than the good of nature of the whole universe. The good of grace of one soul is greater than the good of nature of the whole universe. Through the most holy name of Jesus, let us ask the Blessed Virgin, Mediatrix of all grace, to obtain for us an ever greater awareness and love of this mystery, and the grace always to preserve it. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs>